This is Being Awesome with Rob Springer. This is Being Awesome, the podcast about loving Transformers and having fun. I'm Rob, and this week's kind of a different kind of week. You know, usually I start off with some weird little joke, and then I talk about some things that are awesome, and then I answer a question or two, and that's it. This this week's Toy Fair week, and I'm recording it before Toy Fair starts. So what that what that really means is is um nothing I say is going to matter after Toy Fair. So I'm just going to go ahead and answer a question or two from the uh, Q&A pool. And then we're going to, uh, man, Toy Fair was awesome, wasn't it? That that one Transformers toy, I can't believe they're doing that. I can't wait to get that other Transformers toy. Those one-step guys look really cool. I can't believe they're making one of them. That concludes my toy for talk for this episode because it hasn't happened yet. Let's get to those questions. <laughs> uh, and as everyone knows, these come from a thread Alan Talk Transformers, the official talking place of being awesome. It's a group on Facebook. Go join. Have a good time. Don't be a jerk. That'll get you kicked out. <laughs> Let's see. First question comes from Daniel Collins. Daniel goes on to ask. What are your thoughts on the new Trypticon and Kong figures? Daniel, I'll lead off with Kong because I've been wanting to get him for a while and done been kind of fiddling with him in stores. That's a really cool toy. And uh, I've heard some people kind of crapping on the uh, the fact that he mainly just has articulation in his arms and head, not really on his lower body. But I'm like, that is an extremely heavy and solid figure that's like 16 inches and really well sculpted and it's 24 bucks i guess the legs are where they had to kind of cut the budget some to make them work for that price and i'm okay with that but being said that is a really awesome figure and i want it and i'm going to get it someday and the trypticon you know the pictures are leaking out prior to toy fair it looks really nice it looks super nice and i'm going to get it I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. Woo, woo, woo. I am a horrible singer. Wow. That was really bad. Crap. <laughs> but I, I think it looks like a really nice toy. Right now, no one really knows how big it's going to be. Uh, the gang did an extra where they were kind of trying to guesstimate how big it was going to be. And it's kind of fair to say it does look like maybe 16 inches tall. And it's got a really wide base. And a lot of people have noticed that he's got the uh, little walking things on his feet, like the original Trypticon did to stabilize him during the electric walking. But uh, this one doesn't walk. I'm guessing that's for a little extra stability, because looking at it, the base point of gravity in a toy would be it's the base of the tail basically that would be the central point of weight so i'm pretty sure 
the way those legs are and that displacement of weight, if that leg is off just a hair from the other, he's going to be super unstable. And that neat way to homage the original toy's feet is also a really good way to keep him from falling over. <laughs> but it's a really nice looking toy. It's like an updated version of the G1 toy, which is what everyone wants in Generations, is updated versions of the G1 toy. And we got like literally the G1 toy as a modern toy. Some people are complaining. I don't get it either. Hey, we got what we wanted. Man! Ah! It doesn't make sense, does it? I don't know. Let's see. I'm going to jump to an Eric Crowbar question this time. Eric says, Which would be better, King Kong as Optimus Primal or Godzilla's Trypticon? Would you buy toys of those? Well, Eric, pretty much any G1... Tyrannosaurus type dinosaur toy it looks a lot like Godzilla, so yeah, I, told you, I would. And the Optimus Primal thing, I kind of already did buy a King Kong Optimus Primal. Let me let me let me explain myself. You know, the second uh, Optimus Primal toy when they started making him a gorilla, they kind of they were kind of homaging King Kong there, especially in his tech specs. And of course, you know, Megatron being a gorilla, it was the obvious visual cue right there but what made it um make it more king jeez you're not what make it more what made it more king kong like was years later in the uh, 10th anniversary beast wars line hasbro made a brand new megatron and optimus toy for the line and you know megatron was purple dinosaur megatron but more more up to date and more modern looking like he fit in with the more modern toys it's more it's more savage looking more bestial you know uh, and King, excuse me, Optimus, you know, he was the Gorilla Optimus Primal, and he had his hoverboard from Transmetal, and the Gorilla kind of looked like Beast Machines as well as the original Gorilla. You know, it's kind of like a little bit of a crossing there. Well, you see, those two toys had cyber keys, because Hasbro, when they were planning them, planned them as a uh, Cybertron toys just in case they couldn't get the whole Beast Wars 10th line rolling out or get those two released in it. But of course they did. And so the repaints of those toys were in Cybertron and, you know, they were Optimus Prime and Megatron from Cybertron in a jungle planet uh, formation. And so Megatron was painted like a greenish color because he was a Tyrannosaurus, and, you know, he would look like a certain famous Tyrannosaurus, you know. And Optimus, being he was a gorilla, got painted an whole awful lot like Peter Jackson's King Kong, which, you know, was pretty new at the time. Even had the scar on its eyes. And you're thinking, hey, well, there's King Kong and the gorilla. Oh, I see what they did there. So I kind of already did buy King Kong as Optimus Prime. But I'm down for a new one. Totally would. Let's answer another Eric Crowbar question. Eric is as full of questions as he just wants to know everything in the world. And I, I dig it, man. I want to know everything in the world, too. Uh, in case you're wondering, uh, potato is a vegetable. Uh, potato is a vegetable. And you can pretty much make anything with it. But another question, because now I'm just kind of scrolling and picking one. What inspired you to do Zone Base? I really like it. Well, thanks. I've been thinking about something similar while I'm schooling to be a toy designer. 
Well, Eric, what inspired me to do zone bases? I pretty much been blogging directly since the early 2000s do different formats and different services and what not. You know, a lot of times they're personal blogs. I tried to make themed blogs and, you know, since about 2010, I had a Tumblr blog. And I was really kind of, Tumblr kind of changed. It was originally just a blogging service that was pretty friendly to nerdy stuff. And at some point it became a big social justice thing. And while I don't have a problem with the whole social justice thing, I kind of, I don't do it myself, you know, so I kind of felt out of place. And I was just like, you know, normal social networking kind of takes the point of a personal blog. So I just thought I'd do that for a while and use Instagram to take place for all the pictures I felt like posting that I would post on the Tumblr. But I still wanted to blog and I'm not even going to lie to you guys. I had actually started coming up with ideas for zone base a few years prior. And what I would do was sit on the domain while I'm thinking about what I was doing because I was like, that's a good name. First it was TF Cube. Like the uh, Cybertron Space Cube. And I was like, nah, 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 nah. And then it be- slowly became Zone Base. And I literally just sat on an address. Zone Base for a while. And I uh, made a brief page of it with the address saying, under construction. Because it's like, I eventually plan to do something here, but I have no clue what. You know. And uh, I think my rich initial thoughts is a, uh, make a Transformers version of Creative Loafing, which Creative Loafing, um, if you don't get Creative Loafing in your town, it's like a, 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 a lot of people like to call it an underground newspaper, but it's like not, <laughs> you know, it's, it's supported by the local venues in each town and ads and stuff. It's like, basically they'll have like all sorts of articles and stuff in it, but the main draw is it points out the uh, nightlife and local goings on in that town, you know, and like what's going on the weekend. So I thought I would make it sort of like a version of that kind of newspaper pointing out the cool local happenings. But basically, here's all the conventions, or here's all the uh, meetups, and here's, I don't know, projects and stuff. And now I was like, you know, social networking does that all. It's not really a need for a site anymore. And it kind of just kind of evolved into me. Evolved into first, like, you know, I'll make a Transformers blog. That way I can just blog straight about Transformers in its own place and not clog up all the social networking stuff and everything. And after a while, I started, you know, I'd kind of like to talk about other things too. So I started kind of, well, it's still Transformers based. I do occasionally talk about something else there. So, it's, you know, it's Transformers and other strangeness. You know, that's my description and I'm sticking with it. Um, I put a lot of thought into how I wanted to write everything. I was like, I didn't want to just, just make anything, you know, I just wanted to, I wanted to be quality. I wanted to, it's kind of, I don't want to toot my own horn too much, but I wanted it to be a certain way. I wanted it to resemble the, uh, video game magazines from the nineties that I always loved reading. So I did my best to kind of mirror that format. And I don't know if I actually did, but in my mind, I did. And I was like, you know, I wanted it to, if I felt like being jokey, I could be jokey. If I wanted to be serious, I could be serious. And if I wanted to write whatever. So it just kind of flows with me. And it really, fl- a lot of it is me trying to 
trying to present it in a way. So that's basically the best answer I can give you is what inspired me to do zone base is me is a culmination of things I've just been doing combined with things I wanted to do. And one of the things was keep it all to myself. That way I could be the only one to blame if anything went wrong. But also because I basically know what I want and I going to make that. And that, that's what it was basically just the culmination of everything I wanted to do on a website. And I'm almost there. There's still some tweaks and twerks there and stuff I'd like to work into it, but I'm glad you like it. You know, it takes a lot of mental effort. Sometimes, uh, sometimes it has to kind of go a little ball without updates because being an adult is hard. He also had, Eric also asked a question. What do you think is the best transformers pet name? I want to get a dog and name it still jaw or a pet pig and name it bacon, but that's not transformers. It doesn't matter because just call anything bacon. Mm, excuse me. Um, I'm going to be completely biased here. I used to have a cat named Bumper. And, you know, Bumper is the uh, unofficial name given to the uh, Bumble Jumper toy, which was that odd mold that would get packed with either Cliff Jumper or Bumblebee toys. And uh, when I first got him and took him out of the little box from bringing him home from the pet store, he was just a little kitten and he was bumping into everything. And I was trying to come up with a name and it just all kind of worked together. He was orange, bumpers yellow, you know, and uh, I don't have him anymore. He's still alive, but I don't have him anymore. Basically, it got to a point where he clearly really preferred it at my mom's house. So I let my mom have him, you know. And uh, he, he seemed happy there, and that's what I wanted, you know. I didn't want him to be unhappy. He clearly liked being with my mom, and that was fine. You know, I didn't take it personally. But uh, as my mom was selling her house and she's moved, she, she had to live with my brother for a little while. You know, because it took a little bit longer to close on her house than she planned on. And she ended up being with my brother for like a good two months. And she couldn't really keep bumper then. Not to mention she was kind of... She kind of, she kind of had more she could handle, you know, she's getting older and she has a dog and then the cat is just kind of too much for her. So my wife, being the animal nut she is, found one of her friends who had two cats and one of them died and was looking for maybe someone, maybe get her other cat, a friend who was an older cat and Bumper's like 11 years old now, guys. So he's an older cat, uh, someone to be a good friend with him and it ended up being a perfect home for Bumper to go. Last time I saw Bumper went to go see Santa Claus at PetSmart in a little Christmas sweater, and he's very happy and being very well taken care of. And that's what I want most for Bumper, is him to be happy. You know, I tried to give him a good home. As he got older, I gave him a better home, because, you know, he, he clicked better with my mom than me. Not that we fought or anything, it's just as he liked her, you know. And then now that he's older, he's, he's, got, an, he's got a new family. And I'm glad he's happy. But I think Bumper, I'm going to be a little biased because even though he's not my cat anymore, he used to be that little guy that would climb in my uh, empty Transformers boxes and I'll, I'll always remember him. And one more question before I go, and I'm going to pick another from one of Eric's questions. If a human being could wield the matrix of leadership, who do you think would get it? Goldimus Prime? Well, first off, we call him XV now. 
And I don't think he'd want it. And I don't think he'd, I don't, I don't, I don't think he'd get the matrix. No, no disrespect to X or whatever. I just don't see him as the prime type. I see him more as the eating a taco in his underwear type, which is also something I do. But if you're asking a human would, a human already did. And that would be General Hawk from G.I. Joe. In the Devil's Do Transformers G.I. Joe crossover comics, General Hawk got the, ended up with the Matrix and became like a celestial being. And it was pretty neat. Well, Eric, thanks for your questions. And Daniel, thank you for your question. And that's, that's just going to do it for this week. I'm going to go ahead and call it a little early. You know, a toy fair out right now. Everyone's talking about toys and fair. And you saw that one cool uh, Spider-Man. Yeah, they got a new Spider-Man. Wow. So, I'm going to go ahead and call it early. Because I'm Rob. And this is Being Awesome, the podcast about loving Transformers and having fun. And it can be found on, on the Radio Free Cybertron Network family of shows. I'm about to fall asleep, so I'm messing my words up even more than normal. But you can find all the whole Radio Free Cybertron family shows at tfradio.net. And while you're there, please check out those Amazon links. That's an easy way to help support us without really paying anything. Just go through those next time you're shopping at Amazon. Totally easy. Yeah, I'm Rob. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoboRobSpringer. And I was just talking about ZoneBase, so please go check that out. It's at ZoneBase.org. Hey, guys. Bye, guys. This has been Being Awesome with Rob Springer. Transform, save the future. Come in, I'm gonna be free, but can I? Psycho power.